Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about in-person events and why I think they're a really great thing for you to get involved in, if possible. And I'm going to talk about FinCon, which is a conference that I guess all creators from uh, blogging, YouTube, podcast, whatever, get together, and it's all sort of personal finance related. So I just got back from that a few days ago. My voice is, well, it's pretty close to recovered. I'll tell you a little bit about that. And that specific conference is why I'm going to talk about in-person events. And it was actually held in Austin, Texas, which is pretty cool. I really like Austin a lot. And I was able to spend a few days there before the conference started. So I was able to hang out and actually meet a very good friend of mine that I've I've known uh, I've known him for a while and talked to him for hundreds of hours and no, I don't, dozens of hours and I've talked to his wife a bunch too. So I'll, I'll tell you about that as well. And it all comes down to this in person sort of situation. So I do want to run the ad, right? So I think a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned to you that I'm going to start doing the ads at the beginning. And then I had another, uh, what seems to be a co- completely obvious realization now that uh, perhaps the way I was doing the Otis ads before, that is O-D-Y-S, that was a little bit long. And I just, I realized there's probably a better way to do it. So Otis is the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The featured domain for today is snorkelingonline.com, and it was a a U.S.-based company, and it was sort of a hybrid of a blog and a shop, an e-commerce shop for things related to snorkeling. So they had equipment and accessories for beginners and advanced snorkelers. So it was created back in 2004. Currently, the domain rating is 15. The domain authority is 26. And of course, it's extremely brandable and it has a keyword right there in the domain name, snorkeling. So it'd be a great one if you were aiming for the water sports area, specifically snorkeling. There are about 98 referring domains. There are quite a few do follow referring domains, about 52. And they have links from pretty amazing domains like TripAdvisor, American Express, and Visit Cayman Islands. If you check out Otis, that's O-D-Y-S dot global, with my affiliate link, you can get $100 in your account. So thanks a lot to Otis for sponsoring this episode. So we're talking in-person events, of course, and the thesis is go to in-person events. Now, I know I'm telling you this sort of potentially in the middle of a pandemic and there's different uh, rules all around the world. And I know we have a very big set of listeners from all over the place, although I think most are in the North America area and a handful of others in the UK. It's really hard to get accurate statistics on all that stuff. But the point is, I realize it may not be possible or easy for people to go to in-person events right now. But just keep this in mind, and maybe you'll be able to attend an event sometime soon, and who knows how things will work out. So I haven't been an avid conference 
attendee ever. And not professionally, I actually never went to any professional conferences when I had a corporate gig. And then I was working online for roughly four years before I went to my first conference. And that was 2017. I went to the Converted Conference in Minneapolis and it was okay. It was fine. I met a couple people and it technically should have been the, you know, my tribe and all that kind of stuff. But it was just not quite the right match. And I, I met a couple people. They were fine. Uh, one person that I keep in touch with, but we're not like best friends or anything. We just, you know, we're friendly and we'll ping each other maybe every six months or something like that. And, you know, like I said, we're not best friends. So it turned out fine. And I wasn't overly impressed just in general. The unusual thing, I guess, was I, I thought that was going to be exactly the right group of people. They, the attendees like understood affiliate marketing. They understood niche sites and online courses and podcasting, YouTube, all this shit that I'm into, right? It should have been a good match. And it could have been an issue of me not being as open to meet people, or maybe I met the wrong people and I wasn't hanging around in the right happy hours or something like that. And actually, now that I'm thinking back, I did hang out and drink pretty late with a handful of people. And those folks were cool, but we like never, you know, paid attention and stayed in touch or even followed up afterwards to say, it was really cool to meet you or nothing. It, basically, we just went on with our, our lives and everyone was happy. So I never made it a point to go to other conferences, even though there were a handful that potentially could have been the right one for me to go to. And fast forward, you know, four years from then, I actually fast forward three years, I was planning on going to FinCon in 2020. However, that was canceled due to the, the pandemic. And that would have been in Southern California, I believe in the San Diego area, which I've been to all 50 states, but I haven't been to Southern California. So I should probably set aside, you know, a month of my life to go check, check it out and visit and, and see what it's like down there. I'll make it there sometime soon, but that was canceled and I, I didn't get to attend. So this was my uh, next opportunity. I was selected to speak. So I pitched an idea, very clickbaity headline. I published 60 videos in 30 days and here's what happened. So they, they picked that up and it was fortunately for me, from a stress level standpoint, it was a recorded talk. So they had a handful of the talks where it would just be available streaming online and they would release it for all the attendees, but they didn't have like a screening or anything. So what that meant was I didn't have to stress about giving a talk. I didn't have to stress about memorizing and preparing a presentation or anything like that. I literally wrote up the script. I have my studio here that I'm recording this podcast right now. And I just turned on the camera, used the teleprompter and gave the presentation. I already have an editor that works with me. So I was able to put everything together relatively painlessly. And then I could just party down in Austin. More on that later. Uh, it turned out pretty good, by the way. So I was uh, selected to give a talk and I now have uh, several friends in the personal finance space. And some of those friends have been going to FinCon for, you know, five to seven years or so. And they have very good friends 
that they've made over the years. So I was very easily integrated into the group and I, you know, I, I sort of expected that as a very fortunate position. But the other thing that I noticed was these people were so nice. These people were some of the most welcoming uh, set of folks that I've bumped into. So, and you may think, well, Doug, you were, you were a speaker and you have a, a podcast and a YouTube channel. Maybe that's why people were maybe being nice to you. Well, I made friends with a bunch of people who didn't have anything going on. They uh, they had no no platform. They were just there to hang out. And everyone was welcomed into groups regardless. It was absolutely amazing. And maybe it was like that at the Converted Conference, but I didn't make any like long-lasting relationships, uh, maybe just one. But other than that, it was pretty sparse. So this group of folks was just amazing. And I can't wait to go to FinCon again. And actually, just a quick pitch, I'm, act- I'm going to a related conference where a lot of the same folks will be there. It's called Economy, and that'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio in, I think it's November like 12th and 13th or so of 2021. I think some of the tickets are still, oh yeah, the tickets are still available and I'll be there um, along with my co-host for my other podcast, Mile High Fi, uh, Carl Jensen will actually be speaking. But the thing is, I made friends with Diana Miriam, who is the organizer and creator of the economy conference. So she's totally cool. Like we had drinks and, you know, she's a a great person to know, very enthusiastic about personal finance and has a great story. So the whole point being, I found a very cool group when you may think, well, uh, I'm not into FI as much, or I'm not interested in personal finance. That's cool. If like even if you only have a light interest in uh, like having some freedom with your time, it's a pretty good group of people. It's absolutely amazing. So the thing is, a lot of the folks, they maybe they had like online courses or they had agencies as well. So not as high of a number as my you know, the people that listen to this show, but there's still quite a few. And actually, I'm going to have some of them on this show because we have different uh, sets of interests that align. So on this show, I don't do personal finance and financial independence as much, but I do sometimes. And there's uh, someone named Rachel Richards, who is, I think she retired when she was like 27 or so. And I'm actually, I'm not sure how old she is now, but she's not much older than that. She's doing awesome with uh, real estate investing, but she also has a set of online courses and she's crushing it on TikTok and Instagram and really has a handle on the social media portion of it all and is selling a lot of courses. She wrote a couple of books as well. So I'll probably have her on. And I think you see this, let me say that again. You see where this is going. I made these great relationships and now we'll be able to collaborate together. And I'm not sure, you know, exactly where any of the, the things will lead, but now we have relationships and it could be, you know, six months or it could be five years before anything um, materially comes out of it. Or we could just be good friends and we'll see each other at other conferences and hang out and go on hikes or whatever. Rachel's local here to the 
Colorado area. So that's why I may be able to hike with her and her husband. So the other interesting thing is with some conferences, it could be very busy. There's something going on all the time. And I think technically FinCon did have a lot of things going on all the time, but I, I skipped a lot of things. I'll, I think I only went to like one or two talks and the rest of the time it was like hanging out in the lobby, going out to eat, going out drinking, just dr- drinking. There was a lot of drinking. All right. And I'll be honest with you. There were a few happy hour situations where companies were throwing parties. And since I was a speaker, I was invited to some of those, uh, which was, you know, kind of cool. Cause I just feel like, uh, you know, regular me, right. I, I don't know anything different. I just pitched a talk and was able to go. And the other thing, FinCon has a lot of speakers. If you go to the speaker page, there's something like, uh, I don't know, 200 different speakers. So I was one of many, but and it was honor, by the way, I'm glad that I was selected. So there was a lot of hanging out. Now, the thing that I mentioned before is I got there a little bit early. So I showed up on Monday. None of the conference activities started until Wednesday, like Wednesday afternoon. So I wanted to hang out with a good friend of mine, Rob Atkinson. And he and I have known each other since 2014. We've never met in person though. We were in a mastermind group for a few years together and then worked on a specific uh, project, Project White Hat, which I have talked about in the past. And there's some blog posts that tell that story. And Rob is you know, doing his own thing. And I've interviewed him a couple of times on this show. So you, you can go back and check out those episodes. Also, Rob's wife, Thais worked with me as a a VA sort of position and customer support and technical support for, my gosh, I'm not even sure. It could have been a couple years, but she had a little bit of free time and I needed a little bit of help. And we worked together wonderfully. And I finally got to meet them in person because they, they live in Austin now. And it was cool. Like Rob and I got to, you know, shoot the shit for a couple hours and then met up with uh, Thais and the family there and had dinner. And it was fantastic. Really great to meet them in person. And I mean, I did know them well. I mean, we, we talked so much uh, online and via Skype over the years. So, I, I mean, I felt like I, I knew them and we always did video calls. So it's not like they were strangers or anything, but yeah, just being able to sit face to face with people is really cool, especially when you've known them for so long and just the schedules never aligned for us to meet in person. So that was really fun. The other part with just the in-person aspect, especially when you have time to fill is just spending time with people doing some activity or pastime. So one morning there was a lightly organized group run. So if you haven't been to Austin, I'll tell you that the, I think it's the Colorado river, like runs right through the middle of the city, sort of splits it in half. And the hotel that I was staying in the Hilton was just about, I don't know, a quarter mile from the river. So you can walk down the street, And then you're in like trees by the river, a beautiful setting, you know, a couple bugs. It's a little humid down there occasionally, but it was fantastic. And I I actually went 
down to run uh, on my own before the this organized activity. But I did, you know, go go down for the group run. Ran next to someone uh, named Craig Kirilop, who's uh, you know pretty. F- I don't know if he, if I call him famous, but he's well known in the like real estate investment community. He he wrote a book or two. He has a podcast, so I was able to to run with him, and we had a nice conversation for something like thirty or forty minutes, just you know one on one. And you could really like kind of get to know someone if it's not like a rushed situation where maybe you're in the conference hall and you're just saying hello to someone really quick and you're trying to you know talk really fast. Like we had no agenda; we're just going on a run. We could just you know shoot the shit and have a nice time. And the next day, I also uh, was able to, uh, actually, I was a little tired, so it wasn't a run, but I was able to walk with someone else for like 45 minutes or an hour. And it was great. Again, sort of a long form conversation, one-on-one, unrushed, no agenda at all. She had no uh, platform, like nothing, nothing to promote or push. And yeah, mix, you know, we're just friends, right? So it was super cool to go through that. So I would say if you have the opportunity to head out to an in-person event, especially if you have the, you know, the thought that it could be the right group of people, definitely check it out. Now, I will say that you may have an experience where you go to an event or or two or three where it's not the exact right group of people. And you don't connect as well. You don't have these like great, great stories. Like I'm coming off of this, you know, several days of just like hanging out with people. Almost everyone was awesome. I have a list of probably 15 people that I want to connect with further, probably have um, them on this show or in, in my other podcast. And I'm just, I'm so excited about it. And it seems like every person that I chatted with has the same sort of enthusiasm. It's crazy. Now that said, I did go to that converted conference, which I would probably not, I mean, I think they stopped doing it, but I would not go to that one again, even though I thought it was, I thought it was going to be perfect. I actually really uh, was looking forward to see Pat Flynn speak and, you know, he did a good presentation, but I wasn't able to go to his meetup because it was scheduled after I was flying out. His talk was, you know, some stuff that I've heard him say before, and I was just, you know, overall disappointed. So I, you know, I didn't go to other conferences and maybe I should have, because I think, you know, the people are out there. It's just my job to find the right, you know, the right subgroup at a conference or go to the right meetup at a conference. It's not connected directly with the event or something like that, but it was definitely on me for not going, you know, more to figure things out. I've been going to smaller in-person events here in Longmont as well, uh, often personal finance related, but there's a lot of happy hours and different things at the Mr. Money Mustache HQ. So I've been able to meet a lot of cool people there. And that said, um, I, I I definitely, I've met some cool people there, but there, there have been a handful where like, I'm probably not going to talk to him again, right? Like we just didn't have that strong connection. And there were so many people that I met this past week that I did have that connection. I'm going to ramble on a little bit about Austin. Back in 2014, my wife and I spent about a month there. It was in the springtime. 
like March to April. So before it got too hot and I, I mean, we love the slow travel aspect, you know, spend three to six weeks or, you know, eight weeks or whatever, whatever works for your schedule it at a place. Right. So if, if you think of the traditional vacation style, you go somewhere for a week, you might feel really busy because you're trying to do all this stuff in a compressed amount of time because you don't have enough vacation time and maybe you don't have the luxury to work remotely. You have to cram a vacation into a small period. And sometimes you still have to do that. If you can do the slow travel aspect I I think it's great. Now, it may not be for everyone, but we love it. And the more people I talk to, they seem to enjoy it as well. And we went and ate so much barbecue while we were there. I think my cholesterol went up by like 80 points. I didn't check specifically. I didn't want to know, but I ate a shitload of barbecue. And for the barbecue uh, connoisseurs out there, you probably already know this, but Texas is well known for their brisket and beef sausage. They do, you know, everything pretty well, but those are the two things like regionally that weren't as popular outside of Texas. So in fact, I don't know if I had much brisket living in Georgia, even though I, you know, I barbecue a decent amount. Typically you'd see pulled pork. You'd see pulled pork in Georgia and the Carolinas and some of the other Southern regions. There's a lot of different regional barbecues, which I appreciate them all. But, you know, if I'm going to the heart of, you know, Central Texas, I'm going to get the Central Texas barbecue. That's brisket. So I would get like brisket, beef sausage, occasionally a beef rib, which is a rare delicacy. Always seems like it's a better idea when I'm ordering it and it's mostly pretty good, but, you know. Maybe I just need to have more beef ribs. So when we were there, we ate at a couple awesome places. So back in 2014, we went to Guero's Tacos, Franklin. We actually stood in line at Franklin on a, I think it was a kind of a rainy, misty Tuesday morning. We got in line at about, I think it was about eight, eight in the morning. We didn't eat until I think like 1230 or one or so. And that, I mean, people were tailgating, they brought out like uh, camping chairs or whatever, and they had a cooler of beer again, Tuesday, random Tuesday morning in March. And they were just like tailgating to get some barbecue. And it was a fun atmosphere. I was still working at the time, my full-time gig. So I actually went back to the car a couple of times to take a conference call or to shoot an email over or something like that. But we made it work and it was amazing barbecue. We also, we also went to a couple other, uh, like taco places, one called Torchies, which was fantastic. And I was sort of uh, feeling nostalgic. So I went to Guero's tacos. And if you're thinking it's familiar and you saw the movie chef with uh, John Favreau, there's actually a scene where I think it's like Gary Clark Jr. is playing at a small venue that was shot at Guero's. So like my wife and I ate there, we saw a show there and actually brought our now deceased uh, dog Brody. And I, I just have great memories of like eating food there, eating tacos and then seeing that show and across the street in uh, chef, you can also see a pizza place uh, called home slice. We ate there. So again, just that strip on uh, 
I think it's like South Con- Congress uh, Avenue there. It's a really cool neighborhood, lots of restaurants, and we actually stayed just a couple blocks away. So after I got some tacos this past week at Guero's, I walked over and gosh, it was fucking hot. It was like 100 degrees, 90% humidity, a little unseasonably warm even for Austin that time of year. But I walked back over to the place that we stayed just to check out the house and you know look where we hung out for that month and then walked around the neighborhood because as a person with a dog and someone who likes to run, I was all over the neighborhood outside. So I, I kind of walked around the neighborhood and, and reminisced of you know how nice it was back then. So a couple other places that I visited while I was there this past week, Taco Deli, right? So that's a local taco chain. I've heard a lot about it. And there was one uh, very close. So I got a couple breakfasts to uh, soak up that hangover or the, well, it's plural, the hangovers that I experienced <laughs> over the week. And one other cool place that we uh, we drank it was like a grocery store. I think it was called Royal Blue Grocery. Again, just steps away from the hotel. And my friend, uh, Carl Jensen and his wife, Mindy, put together this outing. And it's a grocery store where you can go in. They have like, a, it's mostly beer and wine. I think they have some a little bit of food in there, but it's mostly beer and wine and just a small neighborhood grocery kind of setup. But they have tables outside and you can just buy beer and then drink it outside. So that's what we did, which was great because one of the one of the issues that I have is when I'm in a like a loud bar setting or restaurant setting, any loud enclosed space, like it's hard for me to have a conversation because my my voice doesn't carry too much. Sure, I get a little bit of like sensory overload of just like the loud noises all around you, but I mean, I don't freak out and panic or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, motherfucker, this is loud. Um, and then I'll try to have conversations where essentially you're like yelling into each other's faces and uh, eventually, uh, usually one and a half two days, I'll start losing my voice. So the cool thing with this Royal Blue Grocery is it was outside just like downtown on a sidewalk. It was uh, during the week when we were there. So there wasn't much traffic and it was fantastic. I made uh, some really good friends just chatting with them in that setting. And when you ran out of a, a beer, I just, hey, do you guys want to split another beer? Like come in with me here and we'll We'll figure out what we want to drink. Maybe we get a couple and then we can always get more. So it was so cool. I think that's a great, that's a great way to do it. And of course, I mean, I complained about the heat before and I, I got there a couple of days early. So um, the Monday and Tuesday before the conference, it literally was like 199 degrees with higher humidity. And then a cold front blew through and it was far more pleasant after that. So that was when we were hanging out outside, it was after all the heat passed through and the cold front settled in. And I was hoping the whole week was going to be like that, but yeah, I mean, you can't control the weather. I just complained about it. Just the hot weather. I sweat so much. I actually, that day that I was walking around the, uh, the old neighborhood after I had the Guero's tacos, I took a picture because I... I was soaked. I was absolutely soaked. I sweat so much in the heat. And 
it's fine if you're working out, but I don't know how I how I manage to wear like business casual with like wool slacks and uh, long sleeve shirt. Um, I worked for about six months in Dallas during a very hot summer in uh, I think it was 2006. I mean, like I think if you look back at the the weather records, you will see that that was a unseasonably warm and hot summer during like a drought. Anyway, the point is I must have just walked around in like wet clothes the whole time because you would, you know, walk to your car and go through the parking lot where it was, you know, 120 degrees. And then you open the car door, it's like 140 in there. It's like a sauna. Like I said, I can complain about hot weather all day, but I'm sitting down here in the cold basement and well, gosh, it's almost October at this point at the time that I'm recording. So I can't complain too much about the weather. It's cooling off. When I well, the other part is <laughs> when I when I left Longmont, I, I looked up at the mountains on the way to the airport, and we we had a little snow up there, snow capped mountains, and then I, I went down to the hundred degree heat. The uh, I can't remember all the other places. We drank a lot of beer down there too. There was one place called uh, Meanwhile Brewing that was pretty good. Batch Brewing was very cool, and. I I mostly I did pretty well overall as far as not drinking too much. So I I think the worst part was just like not getting as much sleep as normal. And my my normal daily uh, sort of routine is I'm, I'm probably in bed by around nine and I'm asleep before nine forty five or so. And it could be a little bit earlier. It's definitely been. Um, pushing a little bit earlier over the last several weeks. The good part is that meant I was super well rested heading into Austin. The problem was I typically wasn't going to bed until like 12 or one in Austin. And I would still wake up at roughly six or seven in the morning. The clutch thing that I did was I took a nap every day. So Tuesday through Friday, I took a nap and if, if you technically on Monday and Saturday, the days that I flew, I sleep on planes, usually not too long, but at least like 30 or 40 minutes. So I slept on both of the flights to and from uh, Austin and, you know, knock on wood, I, f- I still feel fine. I've been home for about two and a half days. And my, my big thing is I didn't want to get sick from not getting enough rest and and drinking too much and just having too good of a time and and not taking care of my body. So I didn't want to get COVID either, right? So nobody wants to get that. I didn't want to catch a cold or anything, but I was also thinking I definitely don't want to get COVID. And some of the, some of the parties were insane. There's one place we went to, which uh, I think was called like San, San Jack saloon or something like that. And there were so many people there. That was one of those uh, like VIP party things. And I I think they opened it up to everyone, but they wanted all of the like YouTube creators and some of the other folks to be there. One cool thing, I met a guy named Tim Schmoyer and he's a amazing dude. He has a YouTube channel, which shoot, I didn't look it up before, but if you just look up Tim Schmoyer, he has so much content out there and I've watched, you know, dozens of hours 
of his content. And I was standing up there uh, with my friend Shannon and Tim walked up and he was like, Hey, how's it going? I think I kind of recognize you. Um, and it was because I had sent him a, a Facebook message just to, you know, he asked a question about the Hilton lobby. And I told him, yeah, there's plenty of room. You could do your meetups here, you know, looks good. And I, I didn't have any, um, I didn't have any specific reason to go up and, and chat with him or, or anything like that, other than just telling him that I appreciated all the work that he did. But yeah, I was just standing there uh, having a drink with Shannon. And then Tim said, hey, what's going on? Like, uh, what, what are you working on? So I had an opportunity to chat with him for like 10 minutes. Of course, that was one of the loudest places. And it looked like pre-COVID days. It was packed, full. It was insane and I couldn't wait to get out of there because it sounded like a rock concert. It was just insanely loud. The, the other part with a loud thing is it damages your ears, right? So I probably went to too many concerts in, in different loud places in my, uh, you know, my twenties, basically my early and mid twenties. And I don't want to go to a place that's so loud where my ears will be ringing the next day. I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting older. We're all getting older day by day. And I don't want to be in a position where, uh, you know, my hearing is gone because I, I was in a loud place for too long. So I couldn't wait to get out of there. Eventually, um, I left. They did have an open bar, so that kept me in there longer than I wanted. And they, uh, oh, and it was kind of a, a cool place. I think it was uh, Sixth Street. Again, if people are familiar with Austin, Sixth Street is kind of a cool happening place where, you know, clubs and the trendy places are, which is not my speed. I much more enjoy the the beer garden style where everyone's outside and there's like some, some quiet band playing uh, sort of further away and you can have a conversation without yelling at each other. As I mentioned, I, I tend to lose my voice in those situations. And while I wasn't doing a talk, I was recording podcast episodes for Mile High Fi. So Carl and I actually recorded four episodes you can check those out probably coming up in the next few weeks, but th those were, those were important. And I know, well, my voice sounded like absolute garbage. It, uh, I mean, you could tell that I was, I was going out late and stuff like that. The naps helped. I always took a nap right before the, um, or not right before, but I took a nap a couple hours before any interviews and then had a coffee to sort of wake myself up. So, I mean, I did fine. It was just, it sounded like I was gargling like a uh, gravel or something like that. And now my voice is almost back to normal. It was, it was a lot of fun and gosh, I can't wait to, uh, go to FinCon again. I'm not sure where it's going to be, but I know in, you know, a little over a month, I'll be heading out to Cincinnati, like I mentioned before, for economy, which is spelled um, with an M-E at the end. So uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes in case you want to check it out and hang out with Carl and I and a bunch of other cool people. I think with that, I'm going to end the episode for today. I hit all the, the bullet points I wanted to hit. We'll catch you on the next episode. 